The manufacturing sector is currently one of South Africa's biggest economic growth drivers. This despite headwinds caused by load shedding. The Status Air report, however, suggests that the industry has been on a downward trajectory for the last 16 years, pointing to deindustrialization in the economy. We explore the state of the industry in greater detail with Philip Herotic, who's executive director of the Manufacturing Circle, as players in the sector explore opportunities to grow their operations at the manufacturing in Daba. Philip, thank you for your time and a good afternoon to you. So, Philippa, when we speak about, uh, you know, 16 years of decline, is it that, uh, you know, black and white? Has it really been uh, a time of a deindustrialization that has negatively impacted the manufacturing sector? We are, in fact, in a process of um, deindustrialization. What what we suggest as um, the manufacturing circle is is prematurely so. Yeah. Um, the deindustrialization we've been seeing over the years, um, which is measured in a couple of ways. One being uh, manufacturing's contribution to GDP, which used to be um, over twenty five percent in 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 the early 2000s and is down to uh, just around 11% now, uh, is not something uh, common only to to our economy. It's something that we do see globally. Mm-hmm. It's, however, something that, um, that, that, that we can't afford to see continue in that the manufacturing sector, despite the industrialization, remains a really important uh, part of our economy as far as job creation, um, uh, upskilling, and also that the high multipliers, if if we make something, we need to transport it, we need to package it. So despite the fact that we are deindustrializing, we can't afford um, to to see this this trend continue as it is, um, and we really can't afford to become a wasteland of imports. What is also interesting, uh, I guess, uh, Philip, at this point, is this a global trend? I'm wondering if that has anything to do with the emergence of global manufacturing superpowers like China and uh, Taiwan, uh, you know, where manufacturing is, uh, is kind of concentrated in very specific countries. It, it isn't. We are definitely working within um, a global ecosystem. So um, where we've got scenarios of, of global value chains, for example, and, and multinationals, in some instances, um, it, it may, from, a, from an overall perspective, be deemed to be more effective to have a manufacturing operation concentrated in a, in a certain area. So we see, we see that. We also do see um, in certain areas there might be a, a focus on on certain manufacturing in in China for example part of the national industrial policy focuses on um, renewable energy components and, and manufacturing those at, at large scale which makes it difficult for us to compete um, but these trends you know and in gen- generally if we've got low demand um, measured by GDP growth um, in in our local economy we've got very low if not um, um, sort of minimal GDP growth and also um, global um, um, challenges it, it it does make it 
quite important for us as South Africa to identify what it is that we are good at from a manufacturing perspective. Our capital equipment, um, for example, metals and machinery. How do we increase that? How do we supply into our domestic markets? And also, how do we manufacture for export? So it means being uh, very agile and being focused on what it is that we do and what we do well and looking to grow that. I'm actually keen to talk on that issue of industrial policy. For instance, you speak of China and how they've been very intentional uh, with their uh, renewable components. In South Africa, what did we do right in the past, Philippa, that we uh, unnecessarily stopped doing or prematurely stopped doing? Or what can we uh, do in future, uh, you know, just to go back to having a booming manufacturing sector? Mm. From a policy perspective, uh, one of the sectors that is often quoted is the automotive sector and how over quite a long period, uh, industry and government have been working together and the industry has has grown uh, partly as a result of government support in terms of that particular um, industry master plan. So there it's uh, using a couple of levers from a policy perspective in terms of financial support, also procurement, and also a lot that industry is bringing to bear in terms of um, uh, focusing and, and being competitive. So from an industrial policy perspective, we do see different master plans that are current areas of focus. The steel master plan is an area, for example, that the manufacturing circle and other industry parties are involved in, together with government to identify where are their demand opportunities opportunities for, for the steel value chain, uh, both locally as well as uh, for exports, and, and how do we access and, and maximize those. Um, so master plans, they do look at the nuances of, of different value chains, but at a higher level, I would suggest that we do need to have a lot more consistency and certainty from a, a, a policy perspective as to the importance of, of manufacturing and alignment between different departments. There's not always the DTIC, Department of Trade, Industry and Competition, is, is really the custodian for, for um, industry and industrial policy, however, has to align with, with other departments or state-owned companies uh, in terms of procuring local products. So there's quite a lot of alignment that needs to take place. And also broadly, I would suggest that um, as, a, as, a, as a country, we're not always very good at implementation. Mm. So we do have policies in place, but it, when it comes to actually implementing um, you know, a procurement policy, for example, um, we're not always terribly good at following those those things through so it's not as it's not a silver bullet mm. but there are quite a lot of levers that we can play to our advantage in order to sustain and and grow our manufacturing sector and Philip, before I let you go, I'm keen to talk on margins. I think that report from Status there also spoke to just how uh, under pressure manufacturing margins ha have uh, become. And that for me is a bit of a surprise, but I'm keen to find out on how we could improve uh, those margins because, of course, that would incentivize investment, wouldn't it? 
Absolutely, and margins um, and and they are under pressure in 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 the manufacturing sector broadly. So that would be a function of a couple of things. Not having looked at the details of the the report, mm. but um, an example that is often cited is rising energy costs. So um, where where there's load shedding, for example manufacturers may have had to uh, use temporary measures by way of uh, diesel generators and that uh, that that has a, has significant impact on uh, profit margins also lost production and and lost production time so that is certainly one of the drivers um, so like anything um, margins you know in terms of um, maintaining competitiveness uh, what it is that can be done in the energy space because that's a that's a key input in terms of perhaps renew, new renewable energy or, or, or more cost effective um, and consistent energy supply would certainly go a long way to to assisting one of the areas in terms of uh, sustainability and profitability of businesses well, Philippa, thank you so much for speaking to us today on the back of that manufacturing in Daba. Thank you for your time. That was Philippa Rotsitz. She's the executive director of the Manufacturing Circle.